Hello, this is Revel, and you are listening to Rockin' Radio. For timeline clarity, this is December 2008, so don't be confused by events mentioned on this program in the future. My guest today is raw food chef and founder of the Raw Institute of Permaculture Education, Mr. Bruce Horowitz. Bruce has been the executive chef of the world's largest living food, uh, live food gathering, the Raw Spirit Festival, for the past two years. I was there last year, or this year, actually. Uh, Your Pele host is also a certified permaculture teacher and holds an ecology master's degree focused on sustainable community. Welcome, Bruce. Hi, it's great to be here. Oh, it's my pleasure. I, I first, uh, well, I'd heard about Bruce from the Raw Spirit Festival, but I also saw you as um, Chef Sprout on Facebook. That's me. <laughs> that is you. <laughs> so who is Bruce Horowitz? Bruce, how did you get going into this? What, what was your life like before Raw, before permaculture, before everything else? Were you like the normal sad eating person like the re- many of us? You know, I grew up on the standard American fad diet, um, and I suffered because of it. I had Crohn's disease, um, and about 11 years ago, or actually, let's say a dozen years ago, I decided to take responsibility for my health, and I threw away all my Western medicines, and then fortuitously or synchronistically, I walked into Giuliano's Raw Restaurant in San Francisco about 11 years ago, and Without knowing it, I knew it. Without consciously knowing, but my body knew it, that this is what I'd been looking for. And um, so I immediately, I started volunteering at Giuliano's Restaurant, got a job there, went 100% raw, and started my raw food journey. Wow. And then uh, he moved down our way. That's right. You got the golden boy of raw foods your way. Um, <laughs> but I stayed up in that area, and... Um, doing a lot of catering and raw foods in different places in San Francisco. And um, also, um, at the same time, started getting into permaculture and ecology because I noticed a huge difference. When I went um, raw and I started working at a raw food restaurant, I noticed that instead of creating trash, we were creating compost. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you about Crohn's disease. How long had you had it? How long did it take to relieve it? Did you just jump into raw food 100% and um, good things happened, or was there a like a healing crisis, a lot of detox or anything? Um, well, actually, I'd had it since I was 15, and I found Juliano's Restaurant when I was about, um, I think it was 30 um, or 29, and I jumped right in 100% to raw foods. And, um, you know, there's layers of detox, but I had all this support with people kind of holding my hand, leading me, um, leading me along the way, and um, so it really was. It was, you know, what the um, the support and the inspiration and the excitement that I had of finding something that was exciting to me as a career choice, because I was working as a chef with 100% organic raw vegan food, and also exciting to me in my life to find something that was going to heal me. Um, you know, it it was not challenging. It was completely inspiring and energizing and empowering. But community is very important, isn't it? You had a lot of support on that. And did you ever have times when you felt like, wow, you know, this isn't working? Or because um, it sounds like you, you didn't even have a challenge with um, like wondering if this is really working for you, if this is really making the difference, especially when you went through a detox. 
Well, I, you know, I'd been I, over the years before I found that I'd, I'd had um, tried macrobiotics and I'd gone vegan and vegetarian, and so you know, I had I had those kind of steps ahead of time. It wasn't like I went overnight from a standard American diet into raw food. So I, I didn't, you know, I'd had kind of a, already a pre-transition period. So it really wasn't that challenging, um, and it wasn't that huge a jump. And like, and yeah, the support was there, and. Um, you know, it was one of those things where because I was working in it, because I was surrounded by such an exciting place to be, I was, you know, I was in the center of the raw food storm at that point. There were only two raw food restaurants in the country, and ours was probably the biggest, most successful, and Giuliano was, the, you know, on the cover of USA Today, and, you know, the BBC was calling us up for interviews and stuff, so it was just, I knew I was in the right place. It was one of those things. Wow. Okay, because I, I, that was probably about the time, let me see, I heard about Giuliano about when I was introduced to Raw about uh, 12 years ago. Yeah, that was, that was exactly that, that was, that was 1997, 1998, okay. so it's about 11 years ago. Um, and so there were yeah. very few books out at that time, uh, there was, Raw was just barely getting known, and uh, he was a big, he was a big uh, proponent, I mean, of really getting raw food on the map. Yeah, he, you know, and, and also within the cuisine, he really took it to a whole other level. I mean, he, you know, he's the one who started really, took it from kind of Ann Wigmore energy soups to this whole next level of really gourmet cuisine. Yeah. So what, what's a regular day for you like? How do you normally feed yourself? Do you, are you a grazer or are you a three meal a day person or do you just do one? What's, what's, what's a day for eating for Bruce Horowitz. You know, because I live on a farm, and I, and I, and I really want to talk about that, because that, to me that's the next evolution of raw foodism is growing your own food. Um, I graze a lot on the farm. Mm-hmm. You know, if, I, if, it's, um, if there's a lot of food out there, I'm out there working on the farm, and I'm grazing all day. Um, I, you know, I do do your typical, you know, I do a smoothie in the morning um, or some orange juice um, or some fruit, and um, I'll have a big salad at some point. And then I'm just grazing. Now, you're, we're talking, we want to talk a bit about uh, permaculture here. Could you give us a definition of that for those who don't know? Okay, permaculture is a set of principles and ethics for sustainable living. So um, it addresses how can we meet human needs for food, energy, water, community, um, in a way that works with nature rather than against nature. So it's about creating it's about creating an ecosystem around you which is going to meet your needs. Um, and that sounds a little that's a little um, what that what that looks like is growing a lot, most, perhaps all of your food. It looks like natural building with resources that you can find locally. It's basically about living as locally as possible, which means you're gonna be meeting your energy needs as locally as possible with like wind power, water power, solar power. It's about making your home out of local, you know, local materials. Um, it's about growing your food locally because really that's the only way to be sustainable is to is to get things as locally as possible and try to produce all your needs on site or in your bioregion. Um, but it, you know, it looks different anywhere. That's the cool thing about permaculture because it's just a set of principles. Um, in ethics, you know, about caring for the world and caring for each other and taking care of um, yourselves, it's um, it's going to look different anywhere because, you know, every location is different. Absolutely. I, Bruce, I live in uh, 
Los Angeles area, and a lot of people here live in apartments. What would you? What kind of tips can you give people who live in apartments to be able to do this? Because they can't really change the structure where they live so much. Well, even even in an apartment, you could start a kitchen garden. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, growing some herbs in pots. Um, sprouting a lot. You could have a little compost on your balcony. Most people at least have like a, a deck or a balcony. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can, um, you know, you could get a little worm bin, which will digest your food scraps and create soil. And then you could have a little garden out outside. Um, I've, I've even heard of people who have these hydroponic kind of walls where there's like lettuce growing vertically along the wall hydroponically. So, you know, there's a, there are ways to grow your food there. And then also, get, you know, getting tuned in, maybe maybe getting involved with a community garden if you really want to get out and get your hands in the dirt. Um, and then also seeing, you know, how could you help get that building retrofitted to be more sustainable? Maybe get solar panels on it um, or radiant heating in the floor. Um, and also building community, finding other like-minded people. And, of course, that's always important with raw foods, too. Right, and of course we always have meetup.com to do something like that because there's people around who say, well, there's nothing local to me. So, Bruce, do, do animals have any part in this permaculture, such as cows, chickens? Are we talking just vegan here? Well, it's it's up to you, really. You know, that's a choice that everyone has to make for themselves. Um, it can. I mean, for example, I live on a farm up here in Bellingham, Washington, um, where there are four households on the farm, and we have all kinds of animals. And we do something that's called biodynamics, which means we're using um, we're using a lot of the manures and things from the animals to build up the soil and build compost. Um, and you know, we um, we have ducks running around eating slugs. We have chickens eating bugs. So we have a lot of animals on the site. And for me, it's not. I don't own this site, and I, I know I don't really participate too much in the animals because I'm on a predominantly raw vegan diet. You know, I, I do sometimes grab some eggs and crack a, crack an egg into my smoothie. Um, but, um, you know, a chicken egg, that is. Um, it, it can or it doesn't have to. I mean, there are ways of doing it. Really, um, there are a lot of traditional agricultural systems that do involve animals, but there's also a veganic movement of vegan agriculture where you use seaweeds and, um, to mineralize your soil instead. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you know, again, any, you know, you have to figure out what your values are and your intentions are, and then you can apply these systems in, in any variety of different ways. Okay. So, on that note, we'll be back in a moment with Rockin' Radio. Hello and welcome back to Rockin' Radio. Please take the time to check out my website, revelations.com. That's with two V's and two L's where you can sign up for my weekly revelations. When you do, you'll receive my latest ebook, find out about my teleclasses or my books, Revolutionize Your Life in 30 Days, a self-empowering playbook, and Smoothies and Smoothies for Life. Also books I recommend from Amazon and more. Remember to surrender to the blender for optimal health. Uh, remember to nominate Rock and Radio as Best Raw Media on bestofraw.net. That's something new. Um, get on there and bestofraw.net, um, rockandradio.com. Um, my guest today is Bruce Horowitz, and we're going to talk about something he's got going right now. Uh, tell us about this uh, thing that's happening down in, I believe it's Hawaii, correct? Yes. Um, yes. Well, 
you know, I, I've assembled a, a group of amazing presenters for retreat that's called Pele Rising, Birth of a New Earth, Superhero Activation Retreat. Wow. Okay. Wow. <laughs> and what you know, does that encompass? Well, you know, we're pulling out all the stops here. Um, so this takes place on the Big Island of Hawaii at a retreat center, a brand new place called Hawaiian Sanctuary that I've helped design. Um, we've um, situated all the buildings so that the energy feels really good. We've done a whole permaculture landscaping that includes all kinds of fruit trees and berry bushes and vanilla vines. And, you know, we've got durian trees, avocado trees, papaya trees, bananas, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, growing there. Um, plus, we're getting, putting in a spa, a state-of-the-art raw food kitchen, um, a giant greenhouse with a wooden floor. Um, so, and um, at this retreat, I've got David Wolf coming. Everyone knows who David is, right? Absolutely. We've got Nick Good, who wrote Living in Natural Amazing Grace, Living in Natural Magic with David. Um, we've got Samantha Sweetwater, who's an incredible yogini. She's going to do ecstatic dance and daily yoga. We've got a concert with Fantuzzi. We've got Raw Spirit Festival um, founder and... Um, CEO Happy Oasis is coming to do an uncivilized ecstasy intuitive wildcrafting workshop. Plus, we're doing hands-on permaculture every morning. There are black sand beaches nearby. There are geothermal pools where you can swim with sea turtles. Um, yeah, you know, this is just basically the point of this is let's get in there. Let's get the skills, the information, the inspiration to get totally activated to be the superheroes that we need to be at this crucial time on the earth. So if somebody wants to come to this, uh, Pele Rising, Birth of a New Earth, what do they do? Where do they go? Um, they can go to my website, www.thesunkitchen.com, and um, there's all kinds of information there. There's a flyer on there. There's, you know, there's also a Pele Rising group on Facebook, um, and um, it's also on Sun Food Nutrition's website, on David Wolf's website. Um, the word is really getting out there because we've just... Like I said, we're really putting together something that hasn't ever been done before, and I don't know if it'll ever be done, but hopefully it'll be replicated all over the planet. But, um, you know, we're just, um, we're making this, it's like a five-day immersion program, so you go into this and you come out with a superhero cape on. And, of course, it's all raw foods the whole time with uh, Melissa Mango of Glow Cafes and, and uh, Tarabella. She's our, she's our chef for the week, and, of course, I'll be there, and... Um, you know, all kinds of other special guests and synchronicities are guaranteed to happen. Yowza. That sounds like fun. Yeah. Come and join us. <laughs> yeah, I can be the official uh, media. Perfect. We'll send you a media pass. That would be fun. Okay, so let's let's go back to what else is going on in your life. What what do you do on a regular basis? I mean, you're you're like, I don't know who you yeah. are. <laughs> I know okay. a lot of people well, I'll, don't. I'll tell you who I am. Um, well, you know, I'm one of these secret superheroes. Um, I go around and I do food at retreats. I've done a lot of food at David Wolf's retreats as a retreat chef. Um, as you mentioned before, I've uh, been the executive chef of the Raw Spirit Festival the last two years, and that takes a lot of work, you know, to feed... 3,000 people, six meals over the weekend mm -hmm. takes a lot of preparation. So you have to really be meticulous and um, have to have a lot of perseverance. So I spend a lot of time 
getting all the little details in place so that I have the crew that I need, the food that I need, the equipment that I need for these events. Um, and then when I'm not doing that, and that takes a lot of time on the computer and on the phone just lining everything up because, um, you know, I really try to get all the food as locally as possible. And I've got this incredible group of chefs from, you know, all the top raw food chefs basically um, out there, you know, have worked with me at, at these different events. Um, and then when I'm not doing that, I'm basically growing food because I really feel like probably the most revolutionary thing and the most important thing that any of us can do, especially as raw food, is to really value having the best, most vital, fresh food is we can, we've got to be growing our own food. So I'm growing food on this farm where I live. And, um, you know, that takes, that, that's a labor of love because it's not really for money, but it's really important to me that, that when I want to make a salad or a smoothie, I can just walk outside and grab what I need because then I know it's the most fresh and vital. And really that, that's what we value as raw food is, is having the most fresh and vital food available. Uh, let me ask you something, because we've we started growing when we moved over to the home we're in right now and started growing some food, and we've had an issue with these little white butterflies that seem to love cabbage. Oh, those are called cabbage moths. Yes. Um, and so you know, there's um, that's part of the learning curve, right? Is like you get something in the ground and it's looking great, and then all of a sudden something else comes and eats it, and you're like, "Bang!" Yeah. What's that all about? So um, cabbage moths, for example, there's you have to um, put a cloth over your cabbage when they're really young, so that they don't get in there. Because what they're doing is they're they're um, they're actually babies. they're breeding in the roots of the cabbage. Um, so there's all kind. There's a huge learning curve, and really a lot of this. Um, the reason why I do these retreats, I also teach permaculture at permaculture design courses and at introductory courses, and I have another website called rawpermaculture.org um, that people can go to and check out. Um, it's a little out of date. It's going to be updated soon. Um, but um, the reason why we do these courses is, is, is that there's a lot of ancient and indigenous knowledge that we've lost about how to grow and food that we need to relearn and we need to reconnect with. Um, so there's a learning curve, but you know what? You've got to also, there's a, there's a principle in permaculture called plan for failure, and that doesn't mean you plan not to have anything to eat, but it means you've got to be ready for something not to go right, because if you had, it's kind of the eggs in one basket, and you don't put all your eggs in one basket. Um, so you plant a variety of food. You plant things that maybe you put cabbage in different locations. You try some different techniques, and uh, you see what works and what doesn't, and then you build on success. Okay, thank you. Uh, let's uh, let's talk about um, deer. <laughs> I have friends who who say they can't plant anything because the deer will eat it all. Uh, well, you know, up here, I'm right now I'm on Vashon Island at a beautiful place, and um, you know, I'm looking out at the woods here, and there are lots of deer that live in the woods here. So most people put up a deer fence here. Um, you know, there are different strategies. The thing about deer is. Um, you know, at different times, they're more hungry. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if there's a lot of food out in the woods, then they're not going to eat too much of your stuff. They also tend to go on set paths. And so if you put things, you know, there are different plants that repel deer that you can put. Other people put food on those paths so the deer have something to eat, and then they don't come into the garden. Mm-hmm. So there's, a, you know, there are multiple strategies. You know, there's... But you have to remember, too, that, you know, we have to realize that, you know, we're not the only people at the party. And everyone's got to eat and drink, and so we've got to share a little bit too. Absolutely. 
Um, I'm, I'm, I'm asking you these because I know people who are listening are having the same issues as I and friends of mine are. Uh, let me ask you how this works. Um, when we planted ours, um, I, I don't like using stuff, but people had told me to use like soap on the leaves, you know, and, and watered soap. And then somebody else says, yeah, but you do that and you're also going to harm the other creatures that live there and, and will help you. Uh, eliminate anything that's eating your food. So make your yard more bird-friendly. That's true. You know, sometimes the best way is rather than trying to get rid of some, trying to get rid of something, is you bring another thing in. You make the system more diverse because in, there's another principle in ecology: diversity equals stability. So, for example, in permaculture, if you have a lot of slugs, um, there's a saying: you don't have a slug problem; you have a duck deficiency. You have a what deficiency? You have duck. a duck deficiency. <laughs> duck deficiency. <laughs> I love it. You don't, you don't have a slug problem. You have a duck deficiency. So sometimes you bring another element which makes the system more complex, and then it finds balance. Because really, it's a little unnatural for us just to be putting annual plants in the ground and thinking they're just going to grow. Because normally, um, you want to create a whole ecosystem. And that's what permaculture is about, is getting a complex system getting a complex system of many plants and organisms and animals all together, and then it finds its own balance. And then your workload goes down. So that's sort of like, um, we don't, we don't go have a second here, that's sort of like when you get that going in a, um, oh, what am I thinking of, an aquarium. I've heard that once you get an aquarium set up and you get the ecosystem right or the ecosystem right, that you don't have to do much. You don't have to clean it as often. So that would be something like that. Right, that's the idea, and that's why we look to nature as our teacher, because in natural ecosystems, they find their own balance. When they have enough complexity and all the elements are there, you know, some sun, some water, some rain, um, then it finds its own balance, and that's what we're trying to imitate through permaculture. And even through raw foods, we're trying to get back in balance with nature. And so the way we can do that is by looking at how natural systems find their equilibrium and, and the first thing we see is that nature doesn't create any waste. The waste of one thing is the food for another thing. And so we try to get to this point where we're not creating waste and we're looking at that kind of efficiency and we're looking at creating that kind of those complex systems. Um, but if people come to the Paleo Rising, they'll see that we've done this really complex. We've created an ecosystem in which you can become a superhero in this edible ecosystem. Fantastic. We'll be back in a moment. Hi, this is Revel. We're back with Rockin' Radio. The segment of Rockin' Radio is sponsored by PhotoBoothLosAngeles.com, the premier photo booth rental company in Southern California. If you know of or are holding an uh, upcoming event, please consider having a photo booth as part of the festivities. They're available for weddings, graduations, corporate events, reunions, anniversaries, bat mitzvahs, bar mitzvahs, and more. Photo booth. LosAngeles.com. Follow me at twitter.com slash rockinradio. And if you want some cute clothing depicting the raw food lifestyle at Cafe Press slash Revelations. Revelations is with two V's as a victory and two L's. Uh, off the air, um, Bruce Horowitz and I were talking about the raw food movement and where it's going and uh, raw food and sustainability. What, what would you like to talk about on that, Bruce? Well, I think that, you know... Um as people realize that the standard American diet doesn't work for them, and they also realize the way we're living doesn't work, 
uh, we can start making the connections between the two. Mm-hmm. And we can start saying, okay, you know what, this industrialized food system where food is coming from 1,500 miles away, comes from a factory, it's packaged, it's advertised, it changes hands six times from soil to plate, and then that soil that it's grown in is, you know, pumps full of pesticides and chemicals, and then by the time you get to your plate, is it really a nourishing live food? Um, and then looking around at all the crises we have in terms of, um, you know, pollution, dying coral reefs, um, yeah, so called oh, greenhouse gas, et cetera, et cetera. We can start to say, you know, if we change the way we eat, that could go a big way in changing the mindset of our culture too. Do you think that'll happen in our life uh, in our lifetime, where people will actually get it that that drugs don't heal people, and that that building our our resources and our natural immune system? Do you think Do you think in our lifetime we'll really see much difference there? Well, I've seen a huge difference in the in the in this. Um, you know, raw foods is really a fringe movement ten years ago, and now it's it's way in the mainstream. I mean, the biggest story on CNN's half last year um, was Angela Stokes, right? Yes. You know, and um, and people like that, and really that's what we're doing these superhero activation retreats. Is that if you know, if you were someone who's lost two hundred pounds or you healed yourself of cancer, then you've you're a superhero because you've empowered yourself and you know that you can make a huge change. And if you've made that huge change as a person, then we can make that huge change as a culture. And I think it's already happening. I mean, you have to look that it's, you know, it's happening in little pockets of consciousness and in little groups of people. I think the raw food movement is really at the, at the cutting edge of that. I mean, look at the, at the raw spirit festival. Um, it wasn't just like, hey, this is a raw food festival. This is, I think Happy Oasis' tagline was the grandest eco, you know, vegan eco peace gathering in the planet, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we're, we're bringing in the awareness that this is about ecology, this is about being peaceful, this is about changing this mindset. Um, and I really think it's a mindset of people thinking that they're separate and that nature's here just to serve us and we can just, Use up everything and trash the planet. Who cares? Mm-hmm. That's the mindset that we need. To, that that is starting to go away. Um, and I see raw foods really as a huge part of that because it wakes people up on their individual level that they can make a huge change and they can see the difference. And then so what we're doing with the superhero activation retreats is we're saying, okay, you've made this huge difference. We'll come. We're going to give you some skills and information to see the bigger picture because now you're so empowered. You can go out. And you can start reaching people. And really that's all it takes is we get enough people, enough superheroes out there, and each one of them is going to reach, you know, a few hundred people a year, and that's just going to create this ripple effect. And, you know, the great thing about raw foods is is you feel that it's not just a theory, right? I mean, it's you taste it, you experience it, you live it, you feel the energy that it gives you, you feel the health and vitality that you get from it. Um that's not just something you read in a book. You're actually already living it, right? Yes, absolutely. And and one of the things you said earlier was instead of trying to give, get rid of something, bring something else in. And I was speaking recently at a uh, chiropractor's office, actually. And I said, don't worry about eliminating coffee or eliminating stuff. Start putting more stuff in. And your body will naturally start rejecting what it doesn't want or what's not good for it. Do you do you feel this is correct? And does this is this uh, how I it think works? that is a, a hugely important thing that that you're offering there. 
Um, because really, you know, we don't want to be fighting against anything. We want to be bringing the good things in, right? So we want to be creating sustainable communities. And sure, you know, if something really egregious has happened and we want to say, hey, that's not cool. Um, but if we start um, creating really sustainable, amazing little eco-villages where everyone's really blissed out and healthy and show the world that, and the other thing that's, that's going to make this happen is that now we're globally connected to the Internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so if we can, we can create, get this, inf- this information is spread around the world now about raw foods and permaculture and sustainability, but it's also you do it on a local level, but then you can share the information globally. And when people start to feel the difference, live the difference, be the difference, and then the rest of the world can say, hey, you know what? Those people look pretty blissed out. Um, I want a little bit of that. And then it's like, well, how would you do that? Oh, I just added in this. I started growing some more food. I started eating more raw food. I, you know, I started taking better care of my body, adding in a yoga class every week. Um, you know, a few more people living consciously together in community. Um, we start to get away from the disconnection because really I think the foundation of of the challenges that the world faces is because of disconnection, disconnection from the natural world, disconnection from each other, disconnection from good food sources, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, um, and not, you know, not seeing that there are other ways of being. And so our job in the raw food movement is to show that there's a different way of being and then spread that light all around. You know what I just got while you were talking, Bruce, is how things are happening economically, financially right now. And my feeling is that there's a reason for this, that it will bring people closer to the earth, maybe closer to each other, and start doing the permaculture and start you know, growing sprouts and growing food at home, not really going back to where we were originally as farmers and stuff because we've still got the balance of the the Internet and that connection, the more you know, wider connection, but... Like you said, you know, I mean, we can bring all this together, what we're doing for ourselves with raw food, for ourselves with growing sprouts, growing food at home, and spreading that out to the community. Yeah, I mean, it's um, those kind of connections are, you know, we never had those before. And um, in terms of uh, financial wealth, that's never happened before either. I mean, that's huge, and of course it's happening for a reason. I mean, nothing is disconnected. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we can't keep, like, trashing where we live and expect everything to be great. We're hitting the wall, and people are realizing that, and they're looking for a change, and that's really where those of us who are already living a little bit ahead of the curve, it really is our responsibility to, to shed that light and spread that love around, because people are looking for it now. They're looking, they're realizing that the way things, the way things have gone in this kind of industrial paradigm for the last hundred years, it didn't really work out the way they said it was going to work out. It didn't make people happier or richer or healthier, and so people are ready for something different. That's right, and shelf life does not work. (laughs) (laughs) If it did, we wouldn't be having all these quote-unquote deaths by quote-unquote natural causes, and I'm like, you know what, cancer's not natural, heart disease is not natural. all these things are not natural causes. We should not be dying of these, and our children should not be having these these issues either. And um, you know, we got to we got to do something if we want to be healthy. And this this seems like the way to go. Well, like, and the great thing is, 
what's you know once you start getting healthier and eating better and living close to the earth, your life becomes more blissful. So I mean, it's like, hey, all we have to do is tell people, do you want more bliss in your life? And what's no, I don't want more bliss. I kind of am attached to suffering. No, everyone's going to be like, yeah, I want more bliss. You're like, okay, well, here's the formula for it. Start living closer to the earth, get in more community because community equals support, and we all need that for making the change. Um, eat food that tastes better, makes you feel better, um, and your life's going to be more blissful. I mean, who, could, who doesn't want that? Who could argue with that? It's just a matter of us really getting the word out there and people like David Wolf and everyone, you know, I mean, it, it's happening. It's definitely happening. And now is like, it's what they call, I guess, in politics or in, you know, it's a teaching moment. There's People are open because crisis equals opportunity, right? Absolutely. And so uh, people, now is the time for us to really get the word out there and say, hey, there's a more blissful way of being. And because, you know, a lot of people just don't know that there's a different way to being. They think, I've just got to, like, go to work, eat fast food, watch TV, go to bed, wake up, do the same thing, right? And, and our job is to like, say, no, you know what? There's a much better way to live, and the earth wants you to live in this other way. And all the other beings are out there supporting you to, to, to make that change because it, it's not working for the individual. It's not working for anybody. I mean, look, the whole financial world markets are melting down and, you know, I don't necessarily see that as a bad thing. I mean, it definitely is going to create some transitional suffering and that's unfortunate, but it's also going to make us realize that that system really wasn't working. So we've got to come up with something better. It's obvious. I mean, it's so obvious. Thank you, Bruce. Hey, it's my pleasure. Thank you, Ravel. No, it was my pleasure. <laughs> All right, hold on. TheSunKitchen.com slash classes.hotmail, HTML. Sorry, it's not hotmail. It's dot HTML. TheSunKitchen.com slash classes.html. We're going to put it on the site, Rockin' Radio. Huh? Come, come, and, come and visit that, rawpermaculture.org. We'll put it on the site so you can find Bruce and go to Hawaii. Sounds like fun. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode of Rockin' Radio. Please feel free to go to rockinradio.com to purchase books and DVDs by all of my guests to help keep this program on the air. If you'd like to advertise on or sponsor this program, please contact me at rockinradio at mac.com. My engineer is Bo Astrup. I'm Revel Revity Sang. Remember to revel in life and always play with your food. Bye for now.